Hi everyone, I'm Carrie Cassidy from Project Camelot and I'm here today to talk about my latest interview with Captain Mark Richards of the Secret Space Program called Total Recall 12 Space Command. And I conducted this interview on the 16th of February. I then spoke at a conference a few days later uh, and actually about a week later and then I traveled back here. So it's it's been a short while. Um, about a week and a half since I, I did the interview. A lot has been going on and we did cover a number of topics. I'm using a PowerPoint presentation here to make it easier for people to follow along and, uh, and, and so you can also access this on my website if you wish. And what I always do is go to Solano Prison uh, and I've been doing this interview now for uh, around five years and this is again the 12th interview. I am accompanied by his wife Joanne Richards who helps to facilitate the interview and because I am not doing this as an official journalist because journalists are denied from interviewing him and Oprah tried many years ago and, and was denied access. So uh, what I do is go in as a friend and I am not allowed to take a recording device of any kind. I end up getting a tiny uh, pencil and, and I'm able to use that to do the interview. So I have to recall on my memory so I call these total recall. And uh, basically that prison had been on lockdown for the two weeks prior because of a killing in the prison and Mark was quite tired this time when I interviewed him apparently all the things going on has been quite uh, draining over those few weeks and so that's the kind of thing that does go on it's possible he was also under attack but he did not reveal anything about that so I, I do want to say that first of all we talked about the backtracking on disclosure and the fact that I had had in I had been in England over the holidays uh, right before returning on January 12th uh, that night uh, before it was around 1130 at night we had nearly had a head-on with a black SUV Range Rover that uh, was in a two-lane road and had come over to our lane and was headed straight for us we managed to avoid it at the last minute uh, the driver did not seem to realize they were on our side of the road at any time and uh, actually appeared to be programmed. So I believe the SUV was headed for us as a kind of a warning, possibly because of my sudden interest in revisiting the Rendlesham Forest sighting and, and landing that went on for several days. And I did ask Mark Richards about it in my interview. So uh, that that's very interesting what happened with regard to that. Um, he, he, we basically talked about how disclosure recently, the last year, has been more or less sidelined and, and slowed. Even though there have been some documents come out uh, which have to do with the Admiral Wilson documents, uh, supposed leaked documents, and also uh, the, the information around um, documents related to the alien autopsy that Kit Green was involved in, him changing his story actually 
backing off of his story after all these years and uh and and other sort of things that have been released in the mainstream like the tic tac story that are basically a kind of a disinfo and mark fully agrees that disclosure seems to have been uh hightailed in a sense and he said there were several in individuals who were planning to come forward and tell the truth uh, however, now they have changed their mind and they're they're moving back uh, out of the limelight and will not be coming forward at this time simply because the climate is, has turned. And uh, so that's a, a very important thing. And then the reason for the awareness appears to be that audiences are uh, raising awareness exponentially at this time it's gone far beyond expectation. Uh, those in power are fearful of the situation and consequently are cracking down. Of course, this latest four-way, four -way, um, of course, this latest move into what is basically this. So there's a big push not to allow advertisers to have advertisements on alternative people that are talking about this subject. And therefore, uh, I'm going to be using this silly sign in place of that word so that we can get this uh, monetized so that I can still pay my rent and also uh, still dis discuss the topic. So this is the kind of uh, censorship going on on YouTube nowadays and everyone is aware of it so this is this is widely known so uh, there is a, a rollout of a step-by-step -step program re related to de decreasing populations and the step one is triggered by 5g and that rollout now appears to be having an added uh, sort of complexity level that involves this uh, rollout. So the two are really linked and I've done another video on this that uh, has, has been getting out there quite well. Uh, I can say the chemtrails and nano are also part of that concoction. This is a plan. There's also, according to Mark, the step two will be more earth changes that are man-made and a set of droughts that are going to be creating limitations on resources, especially water and limitations on travel. So these are key items to keep in mind going forward. So regarding Rendlesham, we had a fascinating discussion and I had received a psychic message telling me to revisit the case. It happened in 1980. A lot of the witnesses have started to change their stories, have been changing their stories, have been in conflict with each other and are suspicious of each other and there's a lot of evidence of mind control between the witnesses and among them. So this grabbed my interest and I interviewed Brenda Butler as I say uh, she's one of the top researchers in the case and uh, that was just prior to when I left the UK in January. Uh, that interview is available on my website and highly recommended on, on YouTube as well. So one, uh, I have invited all of the Rendlesham witnesses, as many as I could find, uh, to interviews on my channel, but nobody has responded uh, with the exception of Peter Robbins, who is planning to come on my show 
in about a week. Uh, and so again, that, that attempt on our lives, uh, happened basically 24 hours after my live interview with Brenda Butler. Now regarding Rendlesham, uh, there is a presence behind the scene of the usual suspects regarding mind control. And that is the names that I've got listed here. And uh, they show up time and time again with regard to cover-ups. And that includes the alien autopsy, the takedown of Richard Nixon, our president back in those days, and also to do with the Admiral Wilson papers supposed disclosure that actually is um, containing a lot of sort of disinfo at the same time as information and also a misdirect in order to kind of get people off the subjects. And I have done quite a bit of analysis of the Admiral Wilson papers on my website uh, in a presentation, as a matter of fact, and also a presentation at my conference last year, 2019, that you can watch on my Vimeo channel that has all of the presentations of all of my yearly Awake and Aware conferences. So highly recommend that you take a look at that if you're at all interested. And uh, these individuals are highly, you know, are remote viewers involved in remote viewing, involved in the origination or putting together the protocols within Goswan of uh, the original remote viewing protocols. And uh, th this involved Scientology pra practices as well. So it's, it's important to know that all of that is just information, a, a way of packaging information, a way of using your psychic abilities in cert a certain controlled way to access uh, events and, and, and uh, future past and present events, uh, things going on that are what we call signal non-locality and spooky action at a distance. These are all terms related to that. And uh, there's a lot of information and, and investigation that have been done around this. It also has been around from time immemorial, not under these names, but certainly practiced by dark magicians and light magicians everywhere, which is you know, warlocks, you name it, around the globe, uh, just for eons. So it's important to know this. This is not new. Uh, it has simply been put into a kind of a protocol, and Scientology has also been instrumental. So it was Aleister Crowley, uh, Jack Parsons, and L. Ron Hubbard were contemporaries and knew each other back in the day. And it, there's evidence that these protocols actually came out of their work uh, and, and, and it, as I say, from the past. So uh, with regard to what is going on with UFO secrecy and the Rendlesham case, uh, Mark said that the reason there's such a cover-up of the Rendlesham case is that there were over 200 people affected in the radius of the incidents that the aliens were attempting to land. This is, had been their second or third attempt to make contact with humans. Uh, they did not look humanoid. And in this landing attempt, uh, they used telepathy to communicate with 
around 200 people. He said there were both civilians and military in attendance, and that lends itself to the idea that the landing was pre-arranged. And uh, this also went over on over a period of eight days as opposed to the three that are usually talked about. Uh, he said that uh, the fact that there were both British and U.S. military as well as civilians and both from the U.N. and on the British side certainly indicates a kind of a, a greeting party, if you will. When the aliens projected the images into the humans' minds, uh, a lot of the humans couldn't handle it. What they were projecting were images not only of themselves, but also of other races they've encountered and also other uh, planets altogether. And the, this, this sort of package of telepathic information freaked the Americans uh, and the British and all those in attendance out. Uh, apparently the military was able to handle it better than the civilians, needless to say. Um, the images simply were just an overload. And when that happened, uh, the humans, a lot of the humans never recovered. Their, their memories were wiped afterwards, uh, I guess through military mind control. Attempts were made in that regard. Some of those humans lost their minds and never recovered. Uh, then there was also a, an exchange of fire because when there was an overload from the aliens to the humans. The humans reacted, and then the aliens reacted because the humans reacted, and there was an emotional overload that went to these artificial intelligence that the aliens brought with them, who then reacted to the overload of, of emotional energy, and apparently uh, one side or the other opened fire, I'm not sure which, uh, there was friendly fire as well, and individuals died. And I assume individuals on both sides were possibly killed, uh, although I didn't get information directly about how many aliens were killed in that situation. So so this is was collateral damage as a result. Uh, the initial intention was friendly, according to Mark Richards, the aliens misinterpreted the impact that the these images would have on the on the uh, population, obviously. And uh, Mark also said he has met a man near Salinas, California, who was an MP at the time, was in attendance on the Rendlesham meeting and landing, and he said he's never regained his memories completely, but lost his mind and never recovered from that either. Um, and that this this was uh, so that this was covered up in a in a huge way, and all of the witnesses have been subjected to mind wipes and targeting, mind control, etc. And uh, Mark would not describe the actual race, what they look like, but said that regardless of how strange looking they were, that it wasn't their the images of them that actually freaked the humans out quite so much. It was more the images of the other planets and other beings and perhaps getting it all at once that, that freaked the humans out. Um, and actually before I leave that, uh, so this is, is very interesting because 
this is why we have such a a mess when it comes to the Rendlesham story and all of the the individuals who are having different understandings and memories and I guess some might even be having some what you might call bleed throughs coming through at this time it happened in 1980 so you know that is uh, about 40 years ago it's crazy to think of but 40 years ago so there are still people uh, starting maybe even to recover their memories and and this is the kind of thing going on so if you can multiply this because we've had so many beings coming here and obviously there have been greeting parties and obviously there have been snafus of this sort and there have been what we can understand to be friendly fire uh, also you know obviously people dying by uh, misunderstanding the various races that are visiting us uh, this is part of the reason the military will not share uh, what's really going on here on planet Earth with humanity. However, in my view, of course, this that we have a right to know. In fact, it's crucial that we know. And of course, many of us are having contact of our own, uh, repeated contact. We're being abducted, etc. We're being messed with genetically. So we're all interacting with, with aliens, whether in a setup situation like Rendlesham or not. So the, the, in my view, the military industrial complex, the secret government, secret space programs really need to rethink this so that humans can begin to realize that we are indeed not alone, which I believe many are at this time. So the next topic we talked about is this, and it's obviously here on my slide, but also put it here so you can see what we're going to talk about. And uh, he, he talked this is on on again the 16th of February so things are escalating and moving along I've done as I say a, a, a video that I think was well received and has a lot of crucial information on the video as well as on my a page on my site with the same title so you can get information there obviously there's a lot of good work being done there's no doubt there is a link up with 5g so uh, but many months prior to this whole occurrence and, and breakout uh, of this so-called virus, uh, basically there was a plan, according to Mark, to eliminate 500 million of uh, Chinese. Chinese, this was their plan. This is, was leaked to Mark and I guess a certain group that he works with in the military and they were going to try to dissuade China of going down this path. Obviously, they failed. Uh, he said that this was the first step only in the plan. The plan uh, is, he says, to get rid of a quarter of a million people this year, mainly in China, but possibly other places as well. Uh, there's no doubt that this, is a, this version is a bioweapon. It is unstable. It will m mutate. And it is triggered as well by 5G. And Mark was not clear on whether that was the case. A lot of investigation has been done recently. Uh, there's evidence even in the documentation behind 5G saying that it will, uh, that oxygen uh, is actually, it attracts um, oxygen 
attracts 5G. Somehow there's some kind of relationship there between uh, the frequencies of 5G and oxygen. And that as a consequence, humans around it will have trouble breathing. This was brought forward by one of my interviewees, uh, Mark Steele, who did a presentation at My Awake and Aware in 2019. Again, you can get that on Vimeo. And he was already making that connection. And I can say that anything respiratory is going to be uh, front and center in this situation. So as of February 16th, the numbers Mark had was 100,000 humans were involved. He said 30% had died, 30% were infected, and 40% were taken off-world and shipped to other planets by the reptilians for food and as sex slaves and so forth. And that this is uh, something that he talks about often, this kind of relationship between the reptilians, the Draco, the Chinese, and various other regimes out there, including the Russians, and we are fighting a battle here on planet Earth against uh, their interference here on the planet as well as their plans to terraform this planet. So none of this is really actually all that new. The added element, of course, of 5G has escalated this, the symptoms and the situation. But uh, the rollout of chemtrails, the, the implanta implantation of nano, in the chemtrails and in our bodies his, is all part of the agenda. The push to make a transhuman agenda and also change the environment here on planet Earth to, uh, to make it a more methane-like environment. All of this has been covered by Project Camelot in my interviews, in my presentations for many years. Uh, so reptilians and Draco are assisting China with their population reduction plant plans. According to Mark, China doesn't need help from the West to eliminate population, and they are perfectly capable of doing this on their own. So anyone who thinks that China is a victim in this scenario is wrong. Uh, there are opportunists out there that are taking advantage of this rollout of, obviously, this and, uh, and, and, and more. Uh, are basically using the weaponized and mutation of it to uh, to at attack their own people. Uh, it is no coincidence that the highest rates of CV are also showing up around the world in places where 5G has been installed. And the East, the Far East, has been front and center course, Huawei, instrumental in rolling out 5G. 5G is known to have all kinds of health, uh, adverse health effects. This is only part of it. Again, if you go back to my interview with Mark Steele, he really zeroed in on the fact that this, that 5G is a weapon, weapons program widely used by the military for many years. Uh, the health effects on humans are known, although they are not publicized, and uh, except by the alternative media, obviously. So the other thing we talked about is AI and the transhumanist agenda. In the past, Mark has talked about six AI that are currently invading our planet, 
and this is alien AI, in addition to the AI that we are creating here, some of which has already been reverse engineered or, or based on alien AI that was installed in the planet. For example, uh, as part of the Nazca aliens, that there's clear indication going about thousands of years ago that we have had AI already uh, visiting our planet, etc. Uh, and I do go into that in other presentations. I can say that um, there's also the black goo, which is a well-known form of AI that was placed here on our planet from uh, an alien race. And that information is also researchable. So at any rate, we talked about uh, that humans are slated to become partially AI, a transhumanist species at this time, although Mark feels that the transhumanist agenda will not be allowed to happen because he, he believes there's enough military men like himself that are against it. Uh, and there's the biggest issue is they cannot tell exactly when we move from being AI uh, or act from being human to being AI. And there's a a point at which you become more AI than you become human, obviously. Um, and he also said that he believes, as I do, and I, as I wrote in my book uh, that I released recently called Rebel Gene, Secret Space and the Future of Humanity, uh, that we contain within our this genome, within this vessel, all these abilities anyway, and all they have to do is be activated. So this gets into the robotic Superman versus angelic human uh, dilemma that the secret space program has been struggling with all these years and their decision, even based back, going back to the time of the Nazis, who are also instrumental in our secret space program, indicate a choice that chooses the robotic Superman and or what you might call a transhumanist choice. So uh, the idea being that they don't want to wait to jumpstart all of the uh, abilities that come natural to us. Although there are things like mutations, uh, the X-Men scenario, and we'll get into all of that. Uh, so this program involved in super soldiers, etc., has been going on at least in the United States since the 60s. Obviously, the Nazis were involved before that. Uh, it involves intellectual, emotional, psychic, and physical enhancements. And we don't need to be augmented, according to Mark Richards, to fight the good fight against AI or RET enemies. We have amazing powers not yet realized. Uh, and, and this gets into things like uh, creating autistic children who are natural precogs, and this has been going on for quite a while. Uh, and here at Camelot, we've talked about that in the past as well. So he said that there's a Draco battle in the Orion galaxy, and a lot of what has been happening on Earth has to do with that battle. Uh, in that battle, the Draco are fighting with the raptors, and the raptors are, have recruited one million humans who are fighting with them against the Draco. At the same time, the Draco and reptilians, the reptilians report to the Draco, uh, are working with China in order to distract the raptors 
here on earth and occupy them and, and to take their attention away from uh, here on earth and, and to get them to fight in this battle in, in the Orion galaxy and so that they can take over earth. So it's a takeover scenario. This is a kind of battle going on between what we call good and evil, but it's, it's, it's really a transhumanist agenda in the end. And the rate, there is a relationship between the Draco and reptilians and the grace who report to them, as well as what's called, they are kind of put packaged together in a, a terminology called the Luciferian Alliance. They feed on humans and obviously, you know, our blood and our, uh, you know, what comes out, which is in essence orgone from, from the organs, uh, and, and glands, etc. of humans is considered an aphrodisiac to these species and also a desire to control and be in, uh, conquer worlds. So the Pleiadians have fought them in the past. Uh, and it's also significant that, as I've said before, that the Anunnaki were taken over also by this reptilian agenda and by the Draco. And so what you have at this time is a Draco uh, Anunnaki hybrid race. And this is often where uh, Anunnaki are considered or thought to be reptilian when in reality they are a humanoid species that were taken over by the Draco um, many eons ago. And the Draco are helping China to obtain their goal of eliminating a certain portion of their population at this time. So there is a sense that we have invaders at the gates. And the, the CV, as I'll, I'll just call it for short, is really a side show to the real invasion scenario. And it is happening here on Earth and in the Orion galaxy. Earth is seen as a kind of Vietnam, according to Mark, where the invasion of spider beings he's talked about in the past, uh, the real reason for the Vietnam War was going on. I believe he was trying to tell me that that scenario is still active here and that possibly we are being subject to this kind of an invasion as well. So in other words, we're talking about invasions of various species of aliens who are not just content uh, with genetically engineering us and creating their own sort of human hybrids, but on top of it, uh, want to take over the planet. So that requires a step-by-step -step agenda. Uh, they're using an, this as a, a, a distraction to uh, distract humans from the invasion scenario, and we are being used. So again, those invaders or the group of them might be seen uh, as displayed in AI and ETs. And the Nazca aliens, the six alien AIs, the Rendlesham aliens that may or may not have been spider beings, they certainly weren't humanoid. Uh, so then we have ET, extra interdimensionals, some positives, obviously the negative ones are invading, and then the Luciferian agenda involving the Draco reptilians and the Greys who report to them. So there is an AI game uh, that I brought to Mark's attention in which the red AI were told to eliminate the blue, 
what eventually happens is the red AI end up going outside the parameters of the game and this is a very dangerous situation that occurs and he said um, Mark said this has been happened in a lot of their scenarios that they've done and the military are very on on God guard for this uh, gen generals know they have to keep a low-tech human element involved in every system and that includes Skynet by the way and this is so that AI can't take it over and it is a very real threat Bl the Black Knight satellite uh, that the British have out there is a low-tech old-tech version satellite and it can also let them know when uh, an alien or AI takeover is in progress of that system. There's also, I just want to highlight, I used to work as a contractor in the media, the area of media, at JPL, Jet Propulsion Lab, and there's a very old-fashioned phone system that I became aware of and that they keep operational, and obviously this is analog and basically for, I guess in the event of an AI takeover. So the gray human hybrid program, people had wanted me to ask Mark more about this, so I did talk to him about it. Um, obviously their government has made a deal with grays uh, having to do with an exchange of technology. This goes back to the days of Eisenhower and is very well known by people in our sector. Uh, now, there was a deal also made to get them to stop abducting U.S. citizens and to focus on south of the border. That indeed is what happened. Uh, the Greys have been uh, much more active abducting uh, individuals in Latin and South America as a result over the past 60 years. And this is really why Trump wants to close the border. It has to do with uh, those hybrids coming of age. So those are gray human hybrids. And that was a very successful program on the part of the grays. And a lot of those individuals want to come back and come to the United States. And this cr is creating kind of an X-Men scenario having to do with a population that's hard to control. Um, and again, gets back to the gray reptilian Draco arrangement that has to do with infiltrating and taking over Earth. Uh, and there is also still the risk of the Chinese infiltration through our border and underground of that border. And I've actually had a very significant dream that I certainly hope doesn't come true, that it does involve Chinese invading through that border. Uh, so again, the Greys report to the reps who report to the Draco. Uh, there's an important story that's this sort of story I'm talking about has to do with an X-Men movie called Logan, which I highly recommend if you haven't seen it. And uh, Latinos and South Americans are closer to as a what you call a root race. They're closer to the root race and therefore they are uh, a better genetic sort of basis or more fertile ground for uh, for the in invasion of the gray uh, genetics and and they uh, you know when you do hybridization uh, it is known you need a very sturdy root stock and so this is is why they they concentrated in that area and um, 
you need meaning strong enough to handle without dying the gray DNA. So that's that's really what's going on there. Um, he, Mark Richards, was offered a, a raptor enhancement, and uh, it's a piece of raptor brain that would that would that would have been merged with his own, but he declined because he did not want to become part raptor. Um, even though he works very closely with the raptors, and they are on working on the side of humanity at this time. And these are, yes, the velociraptors that Steven Spielberg depicts in the Jurassic you know, world and the Jurassic movies. Uh, and other, other groups are working on, on behalf of humanity, having to do with the Pleiadians, the Mantids, gaseous beings near Saturn, and various guardian races. This, again, gets back to the work of Ashiana Dean and her work interacting with the guardian races, and that's a group of many different kinds of races that are banded together to safeguard this seeding of humanity here on Earth. Um, so there's an emphasis, Mark says, on uh, super soldier enhancements using pieces of animal brains, and uh, they are obviously being augmented individuals, and Aaron McCullum was such a person who was enhanced as a dolphin-human hybrid, uh, Project Camelot. I interviewed him years ago. There's, I think, two or three interviews with Aaron that you can go on my YouTube channel and just search under his last name, McCullum, or his first name, and you should be able, able to find with no problem. Then we talked about the death of Forrester. Forrester was the Secretary of Defense and a member of MJ-12 during the time of of the Truman administration, and actually one of the originators of MJ-12. He was killed due to the risk that he was going to release information of e about our ET contact and their presence on Earth. He went a little crazy the way a lot of individuals do, actually. Uh, what happens is high-level military live with their secrets for many, many years, sometimes 40 or more years. Eventually, they want to share them with the rest of humanity or even individuals. This becomes a high risk to the secret space program, needless to say. This is where Project Camelot gets our whistleblowers, in case you're wondering. And uh, Pete Peterson was such an individual. So those of you who have not seen my interview and our interview with Pete Peterson, as well as uh, many other whistleblowers. Henry Deacon came out un under his real name, Arthur Neumann, eventually, and many others, including Bob Dean and Clifford Stone, etc. So all of these individuals eventually believe that humans have a right to know that things are so sort of crucial and dire and urgent here on planet Earth that humanity needs to know what's really going on. And this, of course, is something that the secret space program has been trying to cover up. They think you don't have a right to know. They think you ha don't, you can't handle the truth. And Mark and I have talked about this. Even he was part of that contingent, I guess, until such time as he was imprisoned and decided to fight back. And the way he fights back is by telling me the truth. I get it out there on his behalf and... Hopefully you become a lot more enlightened as a result of this information. So 
in the case of Forrester, who there is a documentary that's coming out about him that I'm going to be interviewing Peter Robbins about, who made the documentary, and we talked about exactly how Forrester died. Uh, there have been other people who knew too much, and Forrester was definitely killed, according to Mark Richards, uh, J.F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, William Tompkins, uh, President Nixon, William Cooper, Phil Schneider, Gordon Navelle, Mr. X. Uh, There's so many that these are just a few. And uh, and, and then I, I list some more. Michael, um, the Rolling Stones journalist, Michael Hastings. I sh- should add his last name here. David Kelly, the Marconi scientist, um, and and so on. So, so here on this slide, you see that information and more. So... So regarding Trump and another term, he does believe that Trump will have another term. Uh, He says the people running the Democratic side, uh, those running are hopeless, and that the Iowa caucus was proof that the whole thing will be controlled, uh, that they are not going to allow any of those running to succeed. Of course, our, our elections have been controlled for time, you know, forever, uh, especially since the uh, Kennedy assassination. So from then on, uh, you can be guaranteed that we have not had free elections. Uh, however, what happened with Trump, and I've talked about this many times, has been a hack, hacking back from the Hillary side that was hacking the election to begin with uh, of the election. So that's how um, Trump came in power, uh, being backed by a certain portion of the military. So Mars, Mars is a huge issue. In order for us to defend ourselves, we have to control the moon and Mars. We used to own Mars, according to Mark, and without control of those two uh, planets, uh, we cannot continue to go interstellar. So those are crucial with regard to that. Uh, Regarding Randy Kramer, the super soldier, and Mars, he acknowledges that Randy Kramer is likely the real thing. Uh, and as far as Randy Kramer and his talk in Yelm, I've talked about this. I've covered this in other videos, but just uh, to revisit it briefly, uh, Randy was talking about a false flag alien invasion uh, that will basically be followed by a kind of a disclosure worldwide and, and then letting out of free energy, etc., that the military would like to see happen. Mark actually thought that was a good idea. And it was a plan by the military to jumpstart disclosure while appearing to be victors in a war against the worlds, the aliens, uh, and a fake alien group is the only way that they could control the outcome, obviously. Uh, I did ask Mark about time in space and on other planets if time was the same on other planets, and he said it is, and that if you leave here through a wormhole and are instantly on another planet, it will be the same time. Uh, The nearest star, Alpha Centauri, is 60 light years away and would take 60 light years to get there. We do have the ability to travel light speed, but it's not worth the time, so we use wormholes. We talked about the Cuban Missile Crisis again because I wanted to get some clarification on the information we I had gotten in the past from Mark regarding that and Nixon's role, et cetera. And 
Nixon obviously never got over it, um, and people are, re are recommended to see the book by Ashton Gray, Watergate the Hoax. Uh, and Nixon had handled the ET situation for Eisenhower and was read in. Nixon was taken down through mind control and an operation orchestrated by these usual suspects, as I call them, names, a couple of the names here, as well as others, obviously. And you can get into that book to see just how it was done. Uh, and this involves remote, remote viewing in Scientology. And Scientology, again, is involved with remote viewing, and there are protocols that were followed. Uh, basically, with regard to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which uh, Nixon never got over, there were grays coming in interdimensionally that had to be stopped, according to Mark, and they unleashed some very horrible stuff. He said the grays were involved totally in that crisis, that it was not about what people thought it was about. In other words, Russian, Russian missiles, etc. Uh, that was a cover. He talked uh, about the jungles in South America and Africa, saying that the grays considered jungles here on planet Earth as dangerous and um, other aliens do as well because there's so many strange and different life forms. So that they consider the South America a more friendly environment and the deforestation and the fires in the Amazon is to make it more conducive for Grace to live there. We talked about Mark's enemies and he has had enemies including Michael Aquino and the Temple of Set is an old enemy of Mark's he said, and the Bechtel Corporation, Bechtel, uh, the people that run Bechtel, the Bechtel family, apparently, uh, these individuals are involved in keeping Mark in prison to this day. Uh, that is a very large and influential company, aerospace, obviously. And uh, Mark was brought up not to view witchcraft in a negative light. And however, he and, and the Michael Aquino who was very involved, by the way, in the Presidio and uh, our old enemies. And so that was is significant. Um, the Letterman Hospital, we talked again about this. Now, we've talked in the past about the Letterman Hospital. You can go back to previous interviews for some information there. He said it was the site of a massive modern hospital that was heavily involved in mind control, remote viewing, bioweapons, and super soldiers, and it was burned to the ground on purpose by, I believe, our secret um, space program because of the things that were let loose there interdimensionally and had to be stopped. And they basically bombed it to close a portal. However, uh, and I don't know if I've got this here. No, I don't. Uh, so there is also information that I gave to Mark because we, when we, I come to visit Mark, I stay in San Francisco and actually kind of playing the tourist for the day before. And in this case, we stayed on Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco has become highly dangerous late at night. It is right near the Presidio. And I was basically bringing that to Mark's attention because it is possible that there is a portal there that has been reopened 
since the time Mark is talking about. And uh, I, I, my partner and I became very aware of how very dangerous that area is, uh, as I say, late at night, which is most unfortunate. Regarding the death of Soleimani, he said he was trying to access the gates between Iran and Iraq and give access to certain beings who wanted to come into this dimension. Uh, the real, this is the real reason he had to die. He basically wanted to rule Iran and to let those beings in, just as Saddam Hussein, who was deposed prior to that for the same reason, that Saddam was letting in Anunnaki and certain beings that uh, simply wasn't going to be allowed. Uh, and that the Trump administration would not have got been got, gotten involved in such a PR debacle, but they had to stop Soleimani. Regarding the inner earth, I talked with Mark about the inner earth. Uh, there's some interesting developments there surrounding a book, number five, of the Romanian journalist Radu Sinemar. Uh, and I have had contact with Romanians uh, when I do my Awake and Aware conference in England. And for some reason, it's, it's attended by at least three Romanians every year. And there are, we have deals, our government and, and governments of the world with inner earth beings and civilizations. Some are now willing to communicate with topsiders, as we're called. And this is written about in the book, uh, number five, which is called Inner Earth by Radu Sinemar. I wanted Mark to be aware of it. I wanted to get his take on those inner earth civilizations. He believes there are inner earth civilizations in what he calls the mantle. Um, and I also referenced uh, another book, which I have sent these books to Mark to read as well, having to do with the installation under the Romanian Sphinx that Mark is aware of and those six-foot tables that contain uh, the ability, the holograms, which can read, read your you know, body of the user and um, basically can also show uh, resulting species if cannot combined through genetic manipulation. That's one of the things that these tables show, indicating to me that the race of beings involved in building those tables uh, although they may be from inner earth, uh, obviously were involved in genetic manipulation. So th that was interesting. Uh, Mark does not buy into the idea of inner earth seas, however, but according to Radu Sinemar, they are real. And there is a point at which when you go into inner earth, you also go interdimensional. So it's, it's a very key uh, concept and I think needs to be looked at very carefully. Uh, protecting ongoing operations. There were actually questions I asked Mark this time that he wouldn't answer, saying he didn't want to endanger current operations. Sean David Morton, uh, regarding his book, Sands of Time series, and the fact that Sean is being tortured in prison. He's in, the, uh, in Texas now. He's been moved to a Texas prison, and he has been, as I say, tortured. And that is documented on his blog, on Sean's blog, on my website, which is uh, under guest blogs. So if you're interested in hearing the details of that, um, 
and I talked to Mark about why Sean was being tortured, and he says they may eventually try to kill him. Obviously, they're trying to get at the witness, the um, testimony that was given to Sean by his lawyer through this other lawyer of an individual who ran Area 51 and S4 uh, and and basically became a time traveler after that. And I guess uh, that that individual is trying to disclose information through Sean's books, doing a very good job of it, and Mark agrees. Uh, Sean was about to release actually book four in his Sands of Time series uh, and, uh, and was working on that when Sean was thrown in prison. I believe this is to stop the, the release of the information because book four was going to have a lot to do with time travel. Uh, Mark said that he, he read actually Sands of Time and that they contain some striking truths. And uh, basically, they may be trying to persuade Sean to discredit himself before they will, they will release him. And I've sent this information to Sean. Uh, and basically, he said that prison in prison, they can get away with doing whatever they want. With regard to William Tompkins, Mark said he knew too much, just like Forrester, and couldn't be controlled. Mark says he is amazed that Tompkins' book ever got published, and he agrees that the emphasis on sex in that book was made to make him sound like a nut and, and basically used to discredit him as a, a serious military witness, and Mark agreed. Uh, I said I thought that Tompkins was probably killed. He was quite elderly, but he was also doing fine when I saw him, and uh, Mark seems to, uh, he didn't say yes or no on that question, but uh, his silence could have indicated that he agreed. The problem with humans is that they're not waking up fast enough, according to Mark, and he says that they are going to be dupes for what's coming down in the future if they don't wake up. And lastly, uh, regarding Trump's family, Mark says he believes the women in Trump's family are not human. So, and that was basically, I think that's my last slide, yes. And, and so that is, uh, that's it for the Mark Richards Total Recall number 12 this time. Hope you enjoyed it, and please stay tuned to Project Camelot. Okay, so I just want to make people aware that I have released uh, just actually, I think it was a week and a half ago or so, uh, my book, Rebel Gene, Secret Space and the Future of Humanity. It contains uh, my trip down the rabbit hole for the past 15 years as a journalist and investigative reporter and documentary filmmaker. Okay, so it goes into my background in Project Camelot as well as my trip down the rabbit hole. It contains a, a distillation of witness testimony that I've gotten over the last 15 years, as well as my own interactions with ETs, my downloads, my information that's come to me intuitively on putting the big picture together. And I think you will find it quite fascinating. I uh, encourage you to buy my book either in Kindle or as a, a print version, uh, paperback. And um, have to say that it's getting five stars, so that's excellent and very good news to me. Uh, happy to talk 
with people about my book and discuss the various areas that I talk about. I do emphasize ET contact and artificial intelligence. So thank you again for watching and for supporting my work, our work in Project Camelot. And uh, please consider donating. And if you buy my book, that will also help support my work and make it possible for me to do more interviews. And I want to thank everyone for supporting Project Camelot all these years and contributing to our work and making these interviews possible. Take care and thank you again.